Welcome to the Mindset Mashup. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow. I'm a TV host on Extra, lifestyle strategist, and author on gratitude. And I'm going to dig deep to bring you closer to your best life in this lively, unfiltered, and heart-centered podcast. This show is a compilation of real talks designed to help you optimize what matters most, self-love, impact, success. Tune in for inspirational guests who reveal the mindset required to bust through the BS that holds you back and then how to apply those tools to elevate your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome back to the Mindset Mashup. This is my mini mashup on my podcast launch. My real thoughts on what really happened, a sort of behind the scenes look at the day that I released my first four episodes. That was June 11th, 2018. So for those listening in real time, that was just a little over two weeks ago. Now I can't even relate to this moment, but it was super real and it got me big time. And it's so appropriate for what this mindset mashup podcast show is all about because it happened to me and I experienced a tailspin of old thoughts, negative beliefs, and, um, almost just this real low self-esteem, uh, tailspin, but then I was able to catch it, pivot and course correct, which is a big theme in what I love. And so the reason I wanted to hop on here is because on the day that I launched the podcast, you know, the four episodes are out, people are beginning to listen. I've gotten my guests like Spencer Barnes, um, sharing to his whole platform, uh, or platforms because he's on multiple social platforms and I'm watching some traction come through and, and I'm also getting very overwhelmed with, old fears and old thoughts of what if it's not good enough. And, and by the way, not only what if it's not good enough, but it isn't where I know it will be because I had this unbelievable expectation and pressure on myself to be this version of myself that I knew that I would be, let's say six, 12, or maybe 18 months down the road of just practicing this podcast. But I somehow expected myself to be there right out of the gate. Even though I know top podcasters, some of them are my friends, and all of them talk about the the first several episodes or first few months, you know, they look back and they want to cringe because they can't believe they said that or did that or whatever it was. And we can all look back on anything that we are now good at, even just proficient at much less, you know, an an expert in. But when we started, it wasn't that way. And there's a million things in my life that I can relate this to, but somehow I forgot that on the day of my podcast uh, launch. And so I decided to take all that suffocation and all that intense, you know, emotion of not feeling good enough and being concerned about what others would think I took that into a Facebook Live, and many of you are probably familiar with what a Facebook Live is, but basically, you know, you go on live in real time and you broadcast to your network. And in some cases, you know, depending on how big your your network is, it could be thousands and thousands of people, or it could be a few hundred people, but it can also grow because if you allow that live to stay on your timeline and in your feed, then people begin to comment later and or even potentially share it. And so the next thing you know, you could have a live that has several thousand views or more, depends on on the size of your platform. 
I I had uh, done this live on that same afternoon where I was feeling like this intense emotion as I explained all those old thoughts of, you know, you're not good enough and who are you to launch a podcast and what are people going to think? All that same stuff that tries to get us all the time we ever step outside of our comfort zone, right? And so I thought, okay, I've got to just go share this. And I did. And I got into the live and I spent about two minutes just like I have here sharing. This is what I'm experiencing. I'm feeling very vulnerable and it's not where I know it will get to. But guess what, guys? I know that if I just practice and I keep showing up and I make progress, it's going to get better. And then I let the whole rest of the live be about that. And that's the mindset tool and technique that I allowed myself access to because I got real. So stepping outside of our comfort zone is key. And it's the first mindset tool that I wanted to talk about today. What we have in our lives was once not in our comfort zone, right? No matter what it is, the career that you have, the body they have, um, the, the hobbies that you have, the things that you've become really good at being a mother, being a spouse, being a friend, uh, being social for so many people. There are so many elements of our lives that we can look at right now and have great, um, gratitude for because of what we had to do to get to where we are to feel comfortable here. But then there becomes this complacency and we get this itch and this longing and this lure to reach out further, to go into the direction of that which we're being called, right? A a dream, a quest, uh, a goal. But oftentimes if that's outside of our comfort zone, we get plagued by those very same thoughts that I was having for those couple of hours the day that I launched my podcast. And as a recovering perfectionist, I get it. Sometimes we want to try and do things, you know, quietly or on the down low and then like, ta-da, look at me. I'm so great at this. That's what I used to do when I was a really little girl. Um, I remember watching a, a, a girl skating and studying her moves. My mom said I was like five years old and everybody else in our family and in my circle of friends had jumped onto the skating rink and, you know, they were flopping around and falling and, and being big hot messes because they were learning and being willing to learn. But here I was sitting back and wouldn't even go on to the skating rink because my mom said that I wanted to study to observe and to watch her moves because I wanted to go out a little bit further ahead than someone who was just beginning. And so I can have great, um, compassion for that little girl that was such a perfectionist. And I can also say, wow, wouldn't have been amazing if I could have embraced my number two mindset tool that I utilize all the time now, which is being willing, being humble enough to embrace a beginner's mind. So beginner's mindset is all about being real about that and recognizing with appreciation that you are outside of your comfort zone and you're trying something brand new and that takes courage and it takes guts and gumption and bravery and all those things that we get so inspired about when others do those things. But then we're like, Oh, I can't do that though. That's way outside of my comfort zone. So what I realize is, well, if we, if we're willing to embrace a beginner's mindset, we would be willing to try anything to walk into that yoga studio and try a class for the first time, to try a soul cycle class, to get onto a hike, to, for some people drive at night. I have a friend, she she doesn't drive at night. There are so many ways in which we get so confined in our rules and in what we say we do and do not do. So for just so you know, for 2018, my only rule is do all the things that you've ever said you do not do. No, I don't do that. I don't do this. I don't do that. I'm afraid of heights. I don't do, I don't do anything that's, you know, on the sea because I get motion sick 
sickness, all those things one by one I'm busting through this year because I don't want to live under those confined old rules and old limiting beliefs anymore. So in order for me to live a fuller, bigger, more fulfilling life, I've got to be willing to try on a beginner's mind and recognizing that that's what it is and being super excited about that. So real real quick recap. Number one is stepping outside of our comfort zone and looking for ways in which you can do that anytime where it's slightly, you know, edgy for you or got you slightly tense or uncomfortable. It's a good sign because you're right on the precipice of a breakthrough. I know it to be true. I've lived it and almost everybody that I talk to that I'm inspired by that's doing big things or just anything that I'm thinking, wow, I would love to do that. They too had to step outside of their comfort zone. They too experienced doubts, experienced negative beliefs, experienced limiting patterns, but they broke through it and did it anyway. You see what I mean? They were willing to step outside of their comfort zone because number two, they were also willing to take on a beginner's mindset. And how cool is that? That's so confident to be like, I don't know how to do this. I know though that if I try, I'll be very grateful that I did because I want to grow. And I believe that I grow so I can give back. That's the reason why I place myself in all these immersion programs and all this personal development that I've always loved my whole life. And I've, excuse me, I've always given back to my immediate circle or to people that I'm super tight with, uh, sometimes unsolicited, not going to lie, but I had never broadcast it to a larger network. And that brings me to my third piece of this mindset hack, if you will, of the point of this podcast, uh, of the, of this episode and, and breaking it down for real. The third one is stop being so concerned about what others are thinking. In fact, there's a wonderful phrase and I, I, I wish that I remember who said it. And if someone remembers, they'll let me know. And of course I'm going to Google this as soon as I'm done and I will find it. Um, and the phrase is what others think of me is none of my business. It's a book title. I know that what, who wrote it anyway? Um, I didn't, as you can tell, I free flow. So I I didn't, I know the the title has saved my life on many occasions. And I know that it's referenced all the time by the people that I follow and admire and that I even just talk to in everyday life. But to really integrate and activate that philosophy is a whole nother level. What others think is none of my business. So in other words, if we're willing to step outside of our comfort zone and begin to take on a beginner's mind so that we can actually start and then not be concerned about what others are thinking, imagine the freedom, imagine the liberation, imagine what you could go after and then imagine how fulfilling it would be if you really didn't give a fuck about what others were thinking about. This for me is the whole crux and to be perfectly candid, when I first was going to launch this podcast, it was called the blind spot breakthrough because I knew that if people were super honest and super real, the way that I wanted everyone to be coming onto this podcast. And we talked about that one blind spot that gets us all, which is obsessing about what others think about. I know that I've done it my whole life on and off, on and off, on and off, mostly on. And I knew that others did as well. And it's usually oftentimes only in retrospect that we can really admit these things. Well, I was so concerned or I was so worried or I didn't do that because I was worried that they would think this and I could never do that because what would so-and-so think? And, And these are sometimes, you guys, often people that we don't even talk to. I found myself considering what... 
people might be thinking that I haven't seen or spoken to since my childhood years, but because of, you know, social media or whatever, we're all interconnected or let's say an ex-boyfriend's family. I, what? Do you see how we can consume ourselves with such bullshit that's just not even applicable to where we are today? So <laughs> being obsessed about what others think about doesn't serve us whatsoever. And I guarantee you this, they are more concerned about what you are thinking about them. So when we lead by example and we decide to let our light shine and be who we really are, we literally give them permission to do the same. And if they don't watch or they don't care or they snicker or criticize or whatever, which oftentimes is never going to be in front of your face anyway, right? Or if you get trolls on the internet, who cares? That is not why you're doing what you're doing because hopefully if you're wanting to step outside of your comfort zone, be humble enough to take on the beginner's mindset and not give an F about what anyone thinks or obsessing about their approval, it's because you know you've got to do something. It's in your soul. It's in your heart. You're being called. Whether that be write a book, lead a class, go on an adventure, get a particular passport stamp, get divorced, get married, have a baby on your own, whatever it is. I hope you do it. I That's what I want this to podcast to be all about. And so circling back to that live that I did the day that I, I launched this podcast, that's what it was for me when I could share in real time what was happening and how I allowed myself to dip into those old thoughts of like, oh my God, it's not good enough. But then realizing as I was sharing, wait a second, everything that I now do at one point wasn't good enough. It wasn't even good. And I I was giving the analogy of when I started work as a full-time TV host on HSN. I had dabbled a little bit here and there and done some pilots and done a few episodes, but nothing permanent and full-time. And when I got HSN, you know, I'd learn on the job. But for me, learning on the job, most people get the privilege of doing that where nobody's really watching, right? You get at least a few weeks to just practice and then to come out and be just, you know, a little bit better to, to have that progress be measured in one way or another. But for me and anyone else who, who has that audacity to go and learn how to be a TV host on air, you're doing it in front of America. So on any given night, I would have, you know, 10,000 people to several million people tuned in and watching me learn how to work on air and make it try to look natural. And the more that I tried to do anything, by the way, it was just a big hot mess. I mean, it was humiliating. It was embarrassing. I was mortified. There were times when I would get off air and I was, I was so manic and in my head and not in my body that I was just, you know, flying, but not in a good way. And it would take me hours and hours and hours to come back down and, and then try to recall what I said. And then if I, I would, if I watched my tapes back, I'd be shocked. Oh my gosh, I did that. I said that. And, you know, and, <laughs> and then there were the other parts of where I, um, I, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the whole point is that it was shocking. And there were times that I would cry because I was so embarrassed and humiliated that that was out there. And then, you know, about 18 months in, so five days a week, two to four hours on a night, 18 months later, about 1500 hours later of experience of showing up, getting back on the mat, doing it, practicing 
I got better and I popped through. Like I literally became myself finally and I stopped thinking about what I was going to say and I became more natural. I became, you know, much more me. And that's of course when my sales goals, I started to hit them and then exceed them. And then just the sky was the limit. So, but that took practice and, uh, the network understands that by the way, I remember when I got hired, they said, okay, we love you. The person that we hired, we can't wait to see her on air, but it won't be for about 18 months. And I remember saying, what? And they explained to me that I'm going to think I'm being me, but to trust them, they've been doing this a very long time at that point. It was like 35 years. And they knew that at about 18 months is when we pierce through and when the veil is lifted and we're actually authentic and we are ourselves. So that was very eye-opening for me. And when I look back on that and I think, wow, they really know what they're doing because they've seen it, right? They, they, they have it down to a science, but wouldn't it be amazing if we could give ourselves that same grace and that same compassion. And, and instead of me, for example, as I launched this podcast, comparing myself to someone like Oprah, who is one of my idols and mentors. And I just, I'm obsessed with how great she is at interviewing and her voice sits so deep and just how incredible she is and the value and the impact that she's made on this planet. I mean, I bow down to that woman. And then I look at some of the people that I follow in their podcast and, um, you know, and I'm so inspired by so many of them. And I, I just know though that they didn't start there. And, and some of them have disclosed that to me. In fact, um, I'm more of a fan than a friend to someone named Lori Harder, but she has been someone who's been an absolute inspiration for me. And the reason why is because she's doing so many of the things that I know is in my future, in my very near future. At least this is what I'm visualizing now. Um, she is, first of all, she's just beautiful inside and out, very fit. She was a former fitness model, in fact, on the cover of 10 different fitness magazines and um, a multimillionaire um, in multi-level marketing. That's how she made her first fortune, but she's always been wildly successful and continues to soar in coaching. And she's got a top podcast called Earn Your Happy. She's now a best-selling author um, on her first book called A Tribe Called Bliss. She leads these annual bliss events. She's a mentee of Gabby Bernstein, and now they collaborate and they partner. She's a TEDx speaker. She's, she's a keynote in front of 10,000 people. It's incredible, and I was honored to get to do one of her 90-day programs. And it just actually finished. And what I was blown away by the most, and I actually got to share this with, with, with her a few days ago because I ran into her and her husband, Chris, whom I also love. Um, and he's been an absolute inspiration to me in so many tangible, very specific ways, including around the launch of this podcast. Um, and Chris Harder has an awesome, I'll, I'll put all this in my notes, uh, an awesome podcast podcast. Uh, called uh, For the Love of Money. And he's a speaker and a coach and he leads unbelievable masterminds, super high-end luxury masterminds where I have a friend in it and she's just got so much value. And anyway, they're just so tuned in and they're all about adding value and they're so in love with one another and they're best friends and there's just so much to be inspired by by them. Anyway, I highly recommend going to visit them. But one of the things that blew me away by, by Lori is in this 90-day program that I joined of hers, she processed in real time. And I hadn't ever seen anyone do that. And I acknowledged her for that when I saw her the other night, because that was one of the biggest takeaways that I got from that program. It was less about the content, although the content was epic and A plus, absolutely five stars, but it was more about how she shared. And so when someone in the group, you know, there were like 300 or plus of us in this group, um, when someone had asked a question about like, hey, how do you prepare to go on stage? I'm about to go and deliver a speech in Hawaii and I'm really scared. And to hear her say, guys, 
Like when I was about to step on, you know, stage for that 10 X conference, I wanted to vomit. And I, and I told myself that I didn't belong and I had, I had nothing to add. And the whole thing makes me want to cry because she was so real. And, and then of course she was able to catch that pivot and course correct. She knew her tools. And one of which of course is, is what we've learned. If, if you're in this world whatsoever is it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about others. It's about the service that you are providing. It's the value that you want to offer and that you hope that lands for whomever is listening or watching. And so when she turned that around, she was able to get out of her own head. When you're in your head, you're dead, right? She was able to get out of her own way and truly be a vessel to deliver the goods. But as she would share one epic event after another, going into big rooms where these people are in this room that she's inspired by and wants to connect with and collaborate with, etc. And wondering if she's got the value or the self-worth to step up. And plus she's an introvert and you know, all these things that we go through and I can relate to all of it. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, but she's processing in real time. And I, like I said, I hadn't ever really heard anyone process in real time like that. Typically it's months later, if not years or decades later, when there's not so much on the line or, or, or there's less at stake. So if there's anything to take away from the first three uh, mindset hacks that I um, gave you guys, it's the additional bonus, which is being willing to process in real time. Because that's what I got from Lori, and that's what I did when I jumped on my Facebook Live, because I knew that if I could just share for a couple of minutes, oop, where I was and what was trying to get me in an old thought pattern that was holding me back and didn't think that I was worthy or enough or good or would ever be good enough, I was able to catch it pivot and course correct and come on and share that and be vulnerable. And it turns out with that particular live that was shared by thousands of people and I was getting comments and phone calls and text messages and DMs of, of people from all over my life, four and a half decades of connections saying, thank you for sharing what you shared. Because I didn't know that you also felt that way about, you know, your experiences. And sometimes it can look like people just say they're going to go do something and then they do it. And like, as if they had no no um, resistance or or ego trying to hold them back or fear. Well, we all are experiencing that, you guys, at every given moment. The difference is, is that we are, A, willing to step outside of the comfort zone. B, being willing to take on a beginner's mindset. And number three, not obsessing about what others think. Oh my gosh, that doesn't serve us. And then of course the bonus is being able to process or being willing to process in real time, letting people know what's really going on and being vulnerable enough or transparent enough and, um, brave enough to say, this is what's really going on. And this is what's trying to hold me back. And this is how I'm comparing myself to others or whatever that limiting belief is, but busting through that fear and doing it anyway. And here's what I know for sure is that anytime we do do that, we are absolutely on our way to a massive breakthrough into a transformation. And transformations, by the way, don't have to be this huge epic, you know, shift or change on the outside. Sometimes the biggest transformations are the tiniest, teeniest two millimeter shifts. Think about who wins the gold and who wins the bronze or the silver at the, at the Olympics. It's sometimes a millisecond. It can barely be measured, but it's so profound when we let it 
really, truly affect us. So when you're feeling scared, when you're feeling um, held back by some of that intense fear that tries to come and get you and keep you small and hold you down, bust through it because you are right on the precipice of an amazing, amazing transformation. So this is what's super exciting for me right now. And by the way, I just remembered... um, The title of that book that I was referring to earlier, What Others Think of Me is None of My Business. Hello, sometimes we have a brain fade, it just happens. But it's by Terry Cole Whitaker, one of my very favorite and first mentors growing up. My mother raised me on her her teachings. We had a wall of her cassette tapes. And in fact, I even acknowledge her in my very first episode. So if you go back to that, you'll hear me talk about her and, and many others. But it was Terry Cole Whitaker who wrote that epic book that still continues to ring true for, for so many reasons. What others think of me is none of my business. God, that's so good. We could do a whole episode on just that. We probably will. Anyway, um, I hope this has been valuable for you and, uh, that you can apply this to your life as soon as now, because I know that everything that you want is just outside your comfort zone. So I hope you go and get it. Oh my goodness. Thank you for listening. If it weren't for you, this wouldn't be possible. And so I am really thankful for your time. And obviously if this resonates or lands at all, I'd love for you to let me know and share it with a friend. And then of course, head on over to iTunes or Castbox and leave a review. That would be my big, big ask of you right now. If you haven't done that, I'm trying to crack a hundred and, um, it's been incredible so far. And I, I look at those reviews and I'm so blown away and I, I want to bow down in gratitude and, and yet I know we're just getting started. So thank you again for tuning in and go get what you want. You have it all right within you. All right. Have a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend and you can head on over to iTunes to leave me a review. That would be so appreciated. And of course, if you'd like to reach me directly with any comments, questions, or feedback, you can do so at themindsetmashup.com. Thanks again for listening and I look forward to hearing from you.